Welcome. Everything that's hot this summer. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Yes, indeed. Adam Gilchrist, Pat Cash, Tony Squires with you. And once again, we're just an hour to go. We welcome uh, Pat Cash. Who, uh, is it true that you were voted uh, the world's sexiest grandfather? Oh, I've heard that. Mm. But I don't know where that comes from. Right. I don't think there's a, such a, a, such are, a vote, oh, is there? Is there such a I thing. am a grandfather. Yeah, yeah. Another one on the way. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. well yeah. no, it's so, true. I haven't just made that up. There is, it, like, it's an official piece of paper. A, a, a document. Document. women's really? magazine, yes. I believe, in the UK. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Right. I don't know, yeah, why they have that sort of voting. <laughs> why do they have a grandpa voting thing? I'm not really sure, but anyway. <laughs> now, look, there's some, uh, on the show, apart from the legends who are sitting here uh, next to me, we have a card-carrying legend who will join us next. He, his name is Mike Hussey, and uh, he yes. leaves the Australian team after tomorrow. Uh, and, look, I just thought before he arrives, there's just a little bit of a Mike Hussey tribute. Last call this time's up in the air. He has he got it into the gap? He has! There it is, he'll get four. That's well played, Michael Hussey. He's 11th Test 100. There it is, wonderful victory, wonderful innings. There goes Michael Hussey. I know, I just feel like it's, it's a, a, a right time for me to go. Um, I wanted to sort of play the Australian summer out and just sort of see how I felt, and, and my, my feelings haven't really changed from the start of the summer. I really feel like it's a great time to, to go. I'm, I'm very fortunate in a lot of ways to be able to retire on my terms. Not not too many players get to do that. Uh, and so from that respect, I'm, I'm, I feel very fortunate as well. And we're very fortunate because Michael Hussey will join us next. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M, and it's a great pleasure now to speak to the one, the only, uh, well, I think he's been the heart and soul of the Australian cricket team for some time. He's, of course, Michael Hussey on the eve of the final test of his career. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for being part of the show. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. It surprises me to say that, actually, to, that it is the eve of your final test of your career because the announcement came as a bit of a shock to me. Do you now, the night before this happens... How are you feeling? Uh, no, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I'm looking forward to to the Sydney Test. It's you know we've had a great summer and and, and a great you know last year really as an Australian team. Um, but no, I, I'm looking forward to just trying to enjoy this Test match as much as I can, and then um, then the boys can get on a plane later on and and, and uh, have to do a lot of hard work over in India, and I can kick back and relax. Haas, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, well done on an amazing career, and thank you for the uh, fun times I shared with you, mate. But uh, you're right, I, I sense a real sense of uh, relief from you and, and I, I know that feeling that, that big smile on your face and your uh, announcing of it tells me you're very settled with it and, and comfortable with it you, you were asked in your press conference uh, the other day how would you like to be remembered and, and you said as a good team man that draws me back to one of your first experiences with the West Australian team can you just recount a, a certain moment when the captain Tom Moody who's an intimidating man at 6 foot 7 can you talk us through what that scenario in the change room Oh yeah, I can, but he's going to kill me for uh, repeating it again, especially on radio. But um, yeah, I remember I was 12th man for Western Australia, and and uh, I, I was just so excited to be in the dressing rooms. You know, there was uh, guys in there that were my heroes, like Justin Langer and Damien Martin, Tom Moody, Brendan Gooley, and Joey Angel, etc. Adam Gilchrist. Um, Adam Gilchrist. Uh, <laughs> oh, forgot about you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I was just excited to be in the rooms. Anyway, my, my, I was 12th man, so my job 
be just a race around. Anyone want a drink? You want something to eat? Can I clean your spikes? Whatever it is. And, and Tom, he was struggling a little bit with a back injury. He said, Huss, over here, mate. I need your help. And I said, yeah, no worries, Tom. What do you want? Blue Powerade, um, yellow Powerade. Which which one is it? And he goes, ah, I'm having problems with my back. Can you can you just give me a hand? I need to take these two pills. I said, yeah, no worries. I'll get you some water. Or You know what? He goes, no, no, no. Uh, they're suppositories. Ooh. And... Uh, <laughs> I sort of looked at him, and uh, he, and and uh, you know he just you had a dead serious look on his face, and, and Justin Langer was next to me. He said, "Hus, you're the twelfth man, mate. Get in there and help your teammate out." And I'm thinking, "Oh no, surely not." So anyway, he did take me by the hand and lead me towards the uh, the toilet, and uh, thankfully everyone burst out laughing and I didn't have to go through with the deed. But, uh, uh, you talk about yeah. looks on people's faces, Justin's and Tom's. The look on your face yeah. was extraordinary. I must mate, have been but... a dinner and drinks beforehand, <laughs> prepared, prepared to do the things for the team. It was. Wasn't it? Well, mate, clearly you're going to miss a lot of man ever again. <laughs> yeah, 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 good incentive to play well. Mate, clearly you're going to miss a lot of these experiences. What was the main reason, really, for for hanging your boots up? Because uh, you've been scoring a lot of runs. Is it just to be home with the, the family or the travelling? That's the main thing, really. I, I um I really struggled in the last two away trips. We had uh, about a three and a half months in away from home, and then another one of two and a half months. Mm. And and the last one we went from Dubai to Sri Lanka and then on to South Africa and, and sort of that midway through that tour I started to think you know I don't know if I really want to do this all this travel anymore you know uh, I've got you know four young kids at home and uh, and, and uh, you know they're battling away as well and they want to see me, see me a fair bit more and I thought well I'll, I'll see how I feel throughout the Australian summer and um, but you know probably you know, en- you know end my career at the end of the Australian summer and then I started looking ahead towards what was coming up, and, and there's going to be, you know, very arduous tour to India, and and, um, and then obviously the Ashes in England. You should be very excited about those tours, you know, and and excited about the challenges that lay ahead. And, and I was more sort of dreading that that sort of six or seven months that the boys are going to be away, and rather than being excited by it. So I sort of knew in my mind that you know it's, it's definitely the right time. What you leave then is uh, there's a lot of young guys in that side. Now, Michael Clark, obviously, with the experience, and you had that experience. Ricky Ponting's just gone. What do you feel about the team that's still there? How are they going to cope? I'm not worried about the team at all. You know, um, I've been really inspired by the way Michael Clark has led the team in the last year. Um, You know, to be able to follow someone like Ricky and be able to do it so well and inspire the boys so much has been it's been quite inspirational you know in itself so i'm not worried about the team at all you know the history of the game shows that players always come and go and and, and the team continues to move forward and and i'm sure australia we've got some some fantastic talent coming through and, and I'm sure we're going to win many, uh, many more test matches. Michael Hussey, uh, stay with us on the KFC Summer Session. Plenty more questions to ask you. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Adam Gilchrist, Pat Cash, Tony Squires with you. Our special guest is uh, Michael Hussey who is retiring at the end of the Sydney Test. It's a sad time for uh, the Australian cricket team and certainly for the Australian cricketing public who have grown to love you over the years. Have you at times, I, I I read somewhere recently that you'd seen a, a kid with your name on the back of their shirt and it was sort of had over all those years you hadn't thought about that sort of stuff so much do you now have the time or when will you have the time to realize what you have done well yeah it's, it's a good question uh, you're sort of in a bit of a cocoon really when, when you're mixed up in the Australian team you just sort of focused on the next game or the next training session you sort of keep rolling along wherever the games are being played and you don't sort of sometimes take the time just to sort of Think about what an impact you might have on a youngster out there, and and I did see a kid with you know uh, a shirt with my my name on the back, and it sort of made me think far out. I, I remember when I was a kid, and, and I used to love guys like Rod Marsh and Dennis Lee and Alan Border, 
and I'm thinking there must be kids out there that you know are doing the same things now. And so it, it it is a bit of a weird thought, but yeah, you don't really realise as a player that you do have an impact or well, such an impact on on youngsters out there. Yeah, I, I saw a kid with uh, my name uh, on their shirts oh, really? just just the other day. It was uh, the one I gave for the kids for Christmas. <laughs> um, Huss, uh, you've been asked by everyone in every interview since announcing your retirement. You're passing on the song. Uh, I had the good fortune of being the custodian for, just for one day cricket. They didn't let me loose in test cricket. Uh, no. Same song. But, uh, yeah, same song. But the Prime Minister even asked you yesterday, I believe, which you weren't prepared to give out the answer. We're a bit more important. we got much more important <laughs> listeners than the PM. Uh, you going to tell us? Oh, I'd love to, Gilks. I'd love to, especially being a former songmaster yourself. But, um, no, I've, I've informed the guy, um, and he's, you know, he'll do a fantastic job. And, and the thing that I, I wanted to choose a, a great character. I wanted someone that's going to, that plays the game for the right reasons, that loves yep. the fabric of the baggy green cap and has a real love for the game as well. So I'm you know, supremely confident that the guy that uh, takes over is going to do a great job. Uh, I haven't really informed the team yet. Been a lot of, I've been asked a lot by the team as well, saying, you know, come yep. on, who is it? When are yep. you going to tell us? And But what I'd love to do is win this last test match against Sri Lanka get in the huddle uh, like we always do and, and then sort of uh, bring him in the middle and, and formally announce him to all the boys. Oh. Where's the most exotic or extraordinary spot you've ever been a part of a team song? Traditionally, it's in the change room. Some song masters ventured elsewhere where you once ended up in the middle of the ground. Uh, I remember Matthew Hayden or Justin Langer taking us up the top of uh, Table Mountain in South Africa yeah, where nice. Matty Hayden uh, was naked with a flag draped around him. <laughs> there you go. That's one of the many places he was naked, That's apparently. The only, only, <laughs> only place he should be naked uh, where no one can see him. Uh, can you remember any good ones that come to mind, I remember mate? a great a great song that you um, you led, Gilly, uh, was in Auckland. I, I, I don't know if, you know, there was that, remember that was that one stand with all the terraces and, and if you were fielding down there, you were you just oh, copped that much spray oh, and abuse and uh, Park, I think Michael yeah. Bevan had a whole chicken thrown at him. Uh, it, <laughs> it was a fish, it was a salmon. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Eden Park. <laughs> and uh, I remember you saying, right, everyone get your shoes on. Uh, we're going up to the dirtiest, roughest, uh, darkest place where we cop all our stick and we belted out the song at about oh, I don't know what oh, time yeah. it was um, and, and it was it was one of the most memorable occasions because yeah you sort of look up there every time I played I used to look up to where that sort of stand <laughs> was and think we got into your turf and and, uh, and, and and sort of enjoyed ourselves there rather than you guys giving it to us yeah, special yeah. times obviously a bit of a break but what, what's your plans ahead are you going to get into coaching or, are you, or what, what are your well, thoughts I'm not sure yet I, I'm, I'm going to play the one day series well as many of the games as the selectors will let me yeah. uh, against Sri Lanka and the West Indies and then um, I'll finish the season off for Australia while the boys uh, are over in India and then um, I've, I've contracted to play my last season of the IPL for Chennai Suki Kings and then after that I think I'll just take a bit of time just to sort of I think I'd like to try a bit of everything really I'm not exactly sure what I'd like to go into not going to use a bit that of everything, see what's a good fit and not, then go the science there. the science degree teaching <laughs> degree mate not going to head back to the school I do have a teaching degree but uh, it's probably one thing that's not high on the uh, on, on the agenda no I mean speak Australian cricket fans, we want you st still involved in Australian yeah, cricket, yeah. that's for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Mate, after that happens, obviously, uh, Amy and, and Oscar, Molly, Jasmine, William, they're going to get their uh, husband and dad back, yeah. and they're very lucky people for it. And as we have been, as fans of cricket and uh, as a colleague with Gilly's case, uh, thanks so much for all you've contributed, mate. It's been amazing. Yeah, round of applause. No worries. Thank you very much. Good on there you, Mr. Cricket. Go well, another 100 to finish, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do it. You're a champion. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Yes, and we're doing it all for the New Zealand.
double at KFC, double the good times. All right, uh, the, we put the poll out for you, triplem.com.au. The question was very simple. Which was the best celebration in sport? We listed four of them. They were all terrific. One was Pat Cash, our co-host, climbing through the yeah. stands after winning in Wimbledon. Uh, took him roughly 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have GPS back in that day. That's the problem. You turned left at Albuquerque. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we had Warney dancing with the stump at Trent Bridge. John Aloisi's shirtless sprint at the World mm. Cup. That was terrific. And, of course, Usain Bolt, uh, you know, just goes to the pub and does a lightning rod. Okay, I have the results. Oh. In my left hand. Okay. <laughs> the nervous man in the corner yeah. here. At 11%, Pat Cash. It's not you. It's Warney. Uh, 11%. Oh. Okay. 22% shared between John Aloisi. Yeah. And Usain Bolt, meaning mm, that the, the people of Australia believe that 44% say Pat Cash oh, climbing through the yeah. sand is the best celebration in sports. There you go. Rightly so. Sorry, I was ready to throw a, throw a hissy fit here, yeah. but I'll... Just doing I'll the math, so... Yeah, exactly. Just 44%, 22%, 22%, 11 does not add up to 100, but I, look, I'm not talking <laughs> <laughs> this. There seems to be a missing 1% somewhere. Please, that was, was my Pat, manager over there. Don't, <laughs> please don't feel the need to climb on top of us, <laughs> yeah. The, the priest was there supporting you. We don't need to do that. Bless you, my father. Yeah. Thank you. That was all for Hyundai. Brilliant cars, brilliant value. Special offers on now. This is Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. KFC Summer Session. Adam Gilchrist, Pat Cash, Tony Squires doing it for the New Zing. And double from KFC. The double's back this time spicier than ever. Hey, Pat Cash. Now, earlier, at the very beginning of the show, you talked about doing some radio in, uh, in London, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And you talked about a show where there was a lot of politics uh, involved and sport. Yes. And you were concerned about that. Well, now's your time to shine uh, because (laughs) (laughs) we've decided to move straight for (laughs) the politics. And I think you are the man to take us through this. It's a story, of course, that has been uh, capturing the minds and hearts of the nation and certainly the wallets of the nation after the family minister, Jenny Macklin. Now, she's got a lot of welfare groups offside and just a lot of people generally, I think, uh, with her claim that she could live on the $35 a day New Start allowance. This, of course, is for single parents. There's roughly 80,000 of them that are now getting bumped back. Bumped back into mm. the doll. Into, yeah, mm. exactly. So this is, you know, it's 35 bucks a day. And for the minister, and look, and fair enough, the minister, she, she's, she's done well and she yeah. earns a, a lot of money, as politicians should. I'm all for politicians being paid a lot, yep. a lot of money perhaps even more, then we might get the best people possible to sure. do the job. Sure. Uh, but obviously uh, she's been caught out a little bit with saying what she had to say. Uh, and she's now been challenged by the Greens deputy yeah. leader, uh, Adam Bant, who says, well, okay, let's do it. Let's live for a week on $35, $35 a, day. a day. Now, I'm probably not alone here. That seems like that would be a struggle to me. Oh, def- definitely, I think so. But uh, well, seventy dollars between the two of them. It depends who. I think they're going to cohabit. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> well, no, look, that, in all couple. seriousness, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, that that is, would be a stretch. I think in any uh, economic circumstances anywhere around the world. Uh, you live in London, Pat, so uh, you spend a lot of time there. It's two cups tough of, work there. Yeah, that's a cup of tea. Two yeah. cups of tea. Yeah, no, there's yeah. no way I could I could survive on that. What's what's the the least amount of money that you've survived on in your it might be your burgeoning tennis career when you were an up and comer? Yeah. I know uh, you know many people starting out in any profession, particularly sporting profession, where yeah. they're looking to get to the 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 end result of being you know championships and all the <laughs> the yep. money and fame and fortune that comes with that. But there's some tough times there and and, and a lot of different occupations. How how yeah. did you go early days? Well, yeah, I was I was like anyway, I was lucky enough to have my father be able to. 
support me a little bit. But initially, um, our first, well, I had in my club we had uh, three national champions. We didn't have back then. We didn't have any national junior touring teams. There was no touring. Inter- international at all. So Tennis Australia, which was called uh, Lawn Tennis Association of Australia back then, didn't have any, any money, didn't have any teams. So my father got together with uh, my coach, who had coached another, a couple of the, the top players, um, with uh, Michael Edgley, who we, who we know, uh, yeah. and a few other businessmen, and um, and put and got together a pool of money to send us away for a couple of years. And uh, so we sort of self-funded that. We came back with, with uh, not much of the first year, got absolutely smashed, um, the very first day that I turned up on the tennis course, we went to Italy to play the one was the European national sort of European Championships then in Milan, and I went on the court with my partner and we're hitting with this Swedish Swedish kid and we thought we were pretty good, we're national champions, Australian national champions, and we're hitting this kid and this kid just did not miss a ball and we're hitting back for five minutes he did not miss one single ball. We looked at each other and went, oh, we're in big trouble here. As it turned out, it was Matt Philander. We didn't know who he was. He ended up being one of the greatest players of all yeah. time. And he so, was living on $35 a day. And yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, potatoes from Ikea. Meat, meat, you know, meatballs yes, exactly. and potatoes from Ikea. Yeah, but it would have been but, a, a tight yeah. budget, I would imagine, on those young yeah, tours. Yeah, we'll start the, off. We start off yeah. small. But well, 35 time. bucks, that's... No, it's, yeah, no, look, it's, 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 very, it's very little money. And for a lot of people, obviously, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to find work or whatever. Yep. And it, it seems to be a, a sort of amount, 20, 200. $49 a week where you can't do anything else but survive, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people out there who are doing just that. They're, they're surviving on that. I'm, and I'm wondering if you're doing that or, in fact, like Gilly says, what's the least amount of money you have managed to survive and what were your tricks? How did you do it? Yeah, on very, well, very, well, backpackers. Yeah, exactly. Backpackers, on that very low budget. Give us a call, one triple three five three. It's the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. KFC Summer Session, Adam Gilchrist, Pat Cash, Tony Squires, all for the New Zing and Double at KFC. Double the good times. Uh, there's debate raging at the moment after the Family uh, Minister, Jenny Macklin, talking about, well, she could live on $35 a day. And she, look, and, and she may well, may be, well able be able to. May well be able to. Uh, a lot of people around the country are saying, well, that is a tough amount. We are, of course, talking about New Start for uh, single parents and how difficult that would be. And we we're wondering, uh, are you living on that? Or have you ever had to live on something um, very, very hand-to-mouth, I guess it would be? And what are the tricks? Sam, g'day. G'day. What were you living on? Um, in the end, I was uh, living on 20 bucks a week. Um, a week? Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a student as well doing uh, civil engineering, but mm-hmm. um, I, it probably works out about that $30, $35 a day. But um, but once you take into account your phone bill, your rent is the biggest thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah some some weeks I'm left on, on, on the bad week, like some weeks you're okay, but on the bad week I'm left with a... I know, twenty, thirty dollars for the whole week. And what? And can I ask, what would you do with that, twenty or thirty? Uh, well, there'd be a couple of other blokes in the same situation. So <laughs> there, there's a few uh, trips to the mineral chips from the fish and chip shop, and uh, <laughs> and, and cooking a big, big lot of spaghetti bowls. I was going to say, pasta is the secret. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, twenty bucks a week—that is tough. Thanks, Sam. Uh, Amber, what about you? Um, well, I uh, I lived on a disability pension, which is eight hundred and sixty dollars a fortnight. Mm. When you take out rent, it takes up about half of it. Plus, yep. my medical expenses would take up most of the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you do the usual things to budget, like to buy buy secondhand clothes, and you don't go to movies and that sort of thing. But I found myself in a position where um, I I was finding it really hard to. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
to have nice food um, and not just nice tasting food but nutritious food. So I um, I realised that um, when you go on a date with somebody, they usually pay for dinner. Clever oh, <laughs> oh, oh, um, So for six weeks, every single night I went on on dates with different people on different nights. Um, I wonder if Jenny Macklin's going to try the same thing when she, <laughs> when she get a date. I tell you what, it was, actually, it was actually really fun because I met some really, really interesting, amazing people and I also had some really bizarre stories. Oh, <laughs> was, wow. there, was there ever an uncomfortable time where the bill oh, was yes. slipped your way? <laughs> um, oh, I did have that once, yeah. but it was such a bad day and I just couldn't get rid of him. And um, just, Was that the old, uh, excuse me, I'm going, to the bathroom and then bolt out the door. <laughs> I, I did think about it, but I, um, I I try very hard to be at least polite to people. Um, As you're fleecing them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Amber. Yeah, Nicely played. I expected uh, too much in return. Yeah, exactly. Uh, thank you so much, Amber. This is the KFC Summer Session. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Yeah, and just uh, 10 minutes to share with you on this Wednesday afternoon. We'll, of course, be back tomorrow. Um, before we get there, look, during our, our little break that we had, Gilly, I know that, Pat Cash, you've just joined us. Uh, but, uh, look, a couple of times, I must admit, I, I, I took myself off to uh, a, a, you know, responsible drinking establishment, a pub. Uh, and, look, I, I like an afternoon stroke evening in a pub where mm. you're sitting around with sure. uh, whoever, with your mates, and there's some kind of pub argument and discussion. It's, yeah. it's, it's the National Australian way, you know. That's sure. the sort of question. At this time of year, too, so many social gatherings, exactly. everyone's relaxed, a couple yep. of bevies. I'm nervous about the future of the pub, pub argument mm-hmm. uh, because, uh, you know, my father in law was with the group and uh, he came up with a question, a very old school, probably beyond you, um, in age. I mean, yep. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know how smart you are. Intelligence as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, right. <laughs> the, the question was, like, who starts? as the rifleman on TV. Mm. It's the kind of thing people, you know, throw names around and could talk about for, you know, half yeah. an hour because none of us really knew. Yeah. So we'd just throw stupid <laughs> names know. in the air. And, and uh, a mate of mine, Mike Robbins, he was there, yeah. and he just gone straight to his phone. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> yeah. And says the answer. Just Google it up. And, Google it up, uh, and there's the answer. So we, just, we sat it's looking at each other it. going, well, We've got nothing to talk about. <laughs> That's it. That's... Has the has the iPhone or the whatever phone has it, the information highway destroyed oh. the pub argument? I, I kind of thought that as well. I thought the, these phones and internet and whatever yeah. is ruining families talking. People are sitting around with their laptops, instead of chatting. And yeah, I was very happy to see my kids uh, sit around the dinner table and and well, about to say grace as mm-hmm. I thought we were and. Mm-hmm. Everybody had their head bowed until I noticed they were playing with their iPhones <laughs> under the table. <laughs> they were banned. They were that googling God. That's okay. That is, <laughs> this is the KFC yeah. summer session. This is the KFC summer session on Triple M. The KFC summer session on Triple M for the new zing and double at KFC Double. The good times. Good times, mm. but I'm a little bit uncertain how good times they are. I believe there's a scandal in the house. Uh oh, what's going right? on? Mm-hmm. A little bit of a break uh, since we had the discussion earlier in the day about yes. the point you made. That uh, yeah, our co-host here, uh, Pat Cash, sex, world sexiest, world sexiest grandfather. Mm. So uh, funny title, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Look, I, I reckon. Um, look, what are you? Forty-seven. I confirm that you do have a, a grandchild and another one on the way, yeah. as you mentioned. And yeah. at, at forty-seven, I don't think I'm the world. I'm happily married, yeah. uh, wife yeah. and kids, but I don't too. think I'm the first person to observe that he's a, he's a good-looking rooster, oh, very in good shape. Yeah. Forty-seven. Yeah. Uh, You're the in the room, but. but. <laughs> <laughs> Scandal. Yeah. Tell us, talk us through this uh, title that we bestowed upon well, you. Well, a, f- a few years ago, uh, I was 
getting keep getting this question asked in interviews. I said, "Oh, Pat, you famously said you famously said that Roger Federer would never win Wimbledon." Like, well, that's a weird one. Well, I never <laughs> yeah. said that. Anyway, and the next, all of a sudden, another interview came up. Uh, Pat, you said your Federer would never win Wimbledon. I said, well, that's not true. What are we talking about? Eventually, I said to the pers- one person who asked me yet again, uh, I said, listen, who, where did you get this? There's people keep saying saying this. this is never, not, not not true. In actual fact, I said the opposite. I said Federer would win five or six, which good. he has. <laughs> good, because I didn't say you're bad, Joe. Yeah, yeah well, I would have been able to be a real clanger. So um, I said, well, it's in Wikipedia. But I said, oh, no, it's Wikipedia. I said, no wonder everybody's going to get it for the rest of my life. I'm going to get it. She said, no, 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 just go in and edit it. Uh-huh. Oh. So, uh, so I went in there and, and um, I fixed up a few things were wrong. I didn't really embellish or anything like that. And, yep. and um, a friend of mine said, uh, a, fr- a lady friend of mine said to me, said, oh, did, you, oh, did you see what somebody, somebody wrote on Wikipedia? A really nasty thing about it, you know, which people do. You yep. get these haters that come on and write something. Yep. And she said, oh, he said, you know, this person said so and so. I said, oh, that's pretty nasty. He said, don't worry, I fixed it up and I've, I've, I've put something ni- a bit extra in there. Uh-oh. Oh. Yeah, she put the Pat's the world's sexiest <laughs> grandpa. <laughs> Just, just made it up. Just it's been voted the sexiest grandpa in the world. So it's there in Wikipedia opinion. forever. But anybody can go in there now and just re-edit that and say, "Well, sexiest liar, <laughs> grandpa, <laughs> the con artist, whatever you want to put." Sexiest granddad, just yeah. in Pat's friend's just, opinion. Just amongst <laughs> that's fine. Just as long as she qualifies. Uh, and I thought I was going to. Why? I thought I was going to ring this on for a few more years, but it's gone. <laughs> Thanks, guys. No, by the end of, end of the couple of weeks we are together, we could have three more new things on Wikipedia. On Wikipedia. About, oh, yeah. 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 That people will believe that the next interview they'll ask you. Oh, well. It's the start of a bit of oh, As I said, please, please I no still haters. reckon you're a good-looking rooster, oh, Pat. Oh, that's right. <laughs> what a hug. Uh, sadly, that's where we have to leave you. Have a good evening. We'll catch up again tomorrow. See ya. The KFC Summer Session for the new Zing and Double. The legendary double is back at KFC. Good times.